welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Join our email list and get access to exclusive ideas. Email list? I mean, if you're keeping track of that, that's one thing, but I'm currently not. <laughs> Tracking? No. You, you know, like, being aware of who our email list is. Do we have an email list? No. I mean, we could make one. I have experience we, making we one. We could make one, but I'm against, you know, the generation of spam. <laughs> so. I mean, is it really spam if they sign up for it? If they delete it by after only looking at the topic, it's still spam, in my opinion. <laughs> Okay, even, so even if you sign up for it, it's still spam. If you delete it without opening it, yes. Okay, okay. Which, which is then what I do for the other The other side of that, right, is our email list would just be this thing, like the exclusive ideas, right? And like, that's what we would send via email. So mm-hmm. if they're intentionally signing up for it, and then they get exactly what they signed up for, and the reason that they signed up for it, mm-hmm. I don't think it's spam. Okay, but... I think it's just you signed up for something you didn't plan to ever use. Which, I mean, fair. If we if we generated an email list solely for the bonus that people sign up for email lists for, without any of the other stuff that people use email lists for, what would be the point of the email list? I mean... <laughs> on a sales level, nothing. <laughs> but we're not exactly trying to sell anything. Okay. I mean, I, I do do a lot of things that take effort with no reward, but I think this is taking it a step too far. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Okay, guys, don't email us to sign up for our email list. No, in order to do that, you have to go through the labyrinth that you can find uh, on the eastern coast of the United States, and then, you know, if you find out where it is, it's pretty difficult to find, but that's fine. But if you go through the labyrinth, you need to dive through the third puddle on the left, and underneath there, you'll find a button that allows you to subscribe to the email list. That seems like a lot. Or you could just email us. I mean, that's also an option. But there are no exclusive ideas. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Hi, everyone. My name's Eunice. I am the author of Fantasia and Eterna Source. And fun fact, today I uh, accidentally left my cell phone at home when I went to work. And uh, 90% of my attention span difficulties disappeared. (laughs) Hi, I'm Atheo, author of uh, Rune and Metagame, and I have to admit, um, I have never had attention span difficulties at work. Usually, Mm -hmm. when I go to work, I intend to work, so I don't need to leave my phone at home. I didn't leave it on purpose, but... uh... I have a lot of attention span difficulties, you know, burnout, hmm. uh, multitasking. Multitasking's easy, though, and fun. Phone, phone games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, this week, uh, I'm bringing something, and I don't really have, like, a, like a solid, uh, answer here, except for kind of... How do I put this? Uh, as if somebody took an AI training area and, like, a Pokemon game and mixed them. So, 
you have a bunch of like monsters that are around that you can tame pretty easily but like the best ones that you get are from choosing a few of the good ones and then just sticking them together and then using the kids instead uh how is this similar to an ai training thing what um in that they generate out of thin air sometimes when there's like a missing quantity of certain amounts of uh of like certain styles of them okay so i don't know if you've got like a raccoon that shoots fire because sure if you've got a raccoon that shoots fire and like in one generation um which is really short just for you know convenience's sake and nobody knows why um if you've got those raccoons that shoot fire and then like in one generation they're hunted almost to extinction then the next generation there's just going to be a bunch of raccoons that shoot fire and you can figure out why um and the answer is because raccoons that shoot fire were were powerful in the last generation whether or not uh, a lot of them survived Okay, I'm just I'm just looking up Fire Raccoon to see if there's a Pokemon that actually corresponds to that. I don't think there is. No, just a normal I, raccoon. I I do believe that I specifically <laughs> chose Fire Raccoon so that there was not a Pokemon that corresponds. You would think if you just said something random, there 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 would be a Pokemon of it at this point, but nope. If I said something <laughs> random, you would be correct. Yeah. But in this case, I chose raccoon, and then I'm like, what does Pokemon not have in raccoons? And then I went to fire. I don't know, I mean, unless, do you, are you up to date with the latest gens of ran- random crap? Not completely, but enough that anything actually clever, I do know. Yeah, okay. The key ring Pokemon, or the, the pile of garbage Pokemon. <laughs> Pile of garbage Pokemon was, was Gen 1. No claiming that the new generation's worse. Okay, no, 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 no. Muck and and Grimer are not piles of garbage. They're they're industrial piles of toxic waste. Yes. Okay. Yes, but but there's there's the ones that are literally like garbage bags, <laughs> full of trash. That was Gen Five, I think. Yeah. Maybe six. Anyways, the point is they're they're clearly running out of ideas. <laughs> no. No, the ideas were always like, you just look at things with nostalgia. Gen 1 does, no, no, no. The piles of sludge in Gen 1 were a comment on environmental, like, hazards and chemical waste. But just a pile of trash in a plastic bag is not... (laughs) Oh, a comment on environment destruction and... Industrial waste coming from Japan. I'm so surprised. Anyways, the the point. It, I'm not. Generation one was objectively better than the latest one. <laughs> mm, no. At the very least, you just have nostalgia. The, the names. Although were. Although I will admit, then the latest one is kind of setting a low bar. Yeah. There you uh. go. I'm not saying Gen one it, it was better than Gen two. Gen two was fine, but you know, there's a trend. And it's real. Until you get to until you get to like black and white, I actually would not say that like the quality severely dipped. Okay. At which point I'll I'll kinda give you that they kinda did severely dip as soon as they started putting twos in the names. And <laughs> at the very least, the names were more clever in Gen One. There were more puns. <laughs> okay, but a lot of the puns were in a different language. 
and they just started translating yeah, the puns. Instead of punning in English, which is just, you know, lazy. <laughs> like, if they don't translate a pun, it seems clever. <laughs> you know, like the Abracadabra Alakazam evolution line. That's, come on. Uh, like, <laughs> why don't we have anything like that in the other generation? Anyway, we, we've gotten completely sidetracked from the idea. <laughs> So wait, what is this actually? So it's it. You say it's like AI training, but it's not in like a virtual world. It's just a world where, or at least our characters are not necessarily aware that it's a virtual world, even if it is. Okay, but but magical Pokemon-like creatures just uh, spontaneously appear out of thin air. Manifest. Yeah, sometimes. And and how do you how do you uh, tame them? I it, um. I don't know. That's actually uh, a place that I hadn't gone yet. You know, I I mean, I assume it starts with food bribes, but, like, I assume we're not doing Pokeballs, because that's a little uh, straight-up copying. <laughs> yeah, probably not Pokeballs. Uh, probably, instead, some other, some other system. I mean, you could go, like, if you really wanted to be ridiculous about it, you could go the whole, like system world um direction with it just to mess with people the what system world um kind of an offshoot of the lit rpg thing where just like everybody has rpg abilities and like nobody questions it because that's just how things are Uh, okay so people have the, the the taming skill they have like an inventory essentially okay. that they can just like dump uh once they deal with the food part and you know get to touch the creature then they just you know dump them in their inventory and suddenly they're tamed okay <laughs> and everybody's like what do you mean taming should be harder than that that's just how taming works okay and you know nobody questions this space that can keep any size of creature alive and happy. No, because it's just been around, you know? Okay. <laughs> I mean, nobody questions what's on the inside of a Pokeball. Um. A few people do, actually. Yeah. Uh, that question has actually been answered a few times. Yeah, I saw it on YTV when I was a kid. That's It's the paradise. Plus, that's where the lost socks in your, that get lost in your laundry go. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it's essentially that, where people are just like, what do you mean, inside? Like... There's stuff. <laughs> and, like, you can keep the monsters and the food in your magical inventory, but the monsters can't eat all your food. <laughs> and the reason for that is not here. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 it's only one inventory. It's the same inventory, but alas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. It's also where the... um combination thing happens you set up your combinations in there and hope that they work out and the the monsters like fuse or do they have uh biologically implausible offspring or what non-biological offspring non-biological okay so you know you put two monsters in you get three monsters out put three monsters in you get six monsters out <laughs> yep. nobody knows what happened Sometimes you can tell based on how they look. Sometimes you can't. There's a and I would I would uh, also drop in like that the, there's like a limited number of um, children that each 
that each um, parent can sort of contribute to. Because contribute is really the more apt word here, given that there's not, like, anything biological going on. Uh, what happens after they contribute to their quota? Do they Maximum number? They disappear? They can no longer contribute. Oh, they're just... They're grayed out when you try and select them in your, in your magical they're window. Grayed out. There's no, there's no physical manifestation of this. It's only when you pull up their menu. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what is grayed out? Nobody knows. Why do they gray out? Well, I mean, it's so that you can't just, like, spam a bunch of children of exact copies, I think. Uh, nobody questions why. That's just the way the world works. Exactly. You know? There's no dittos. No ditto breeding here. No, you have to, you have to mess around and figure stuff out. Okay. And I assume these monsters are, you know useful so everybody has some i would assume that like some of them are useful but they're also like used as like you know personal personal power metrics for you know weird people who are just like ah, i want to fight things with these monsters and it's like why <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh that may not be like the big thing actually what may be more interesting is if instead of doing the whole fighting thing that, like, you know, usually you do with the whole pocket monsters uh, genre, they're instead just like, yeah, we have, like, big games where we <laughs> where we test out the all of these different stats of all of your different monsters and see what you can do with them. Come on, get the highest score. It's essentially the Olympic Games of Monsters okay. where you just show up with a bunch of yours and, like, try and win. Okay, so there's standardized events every year that people breed and train for. Yep. And, uh, I don't know, somebody wants to be the very best. <laughs> <laughs> Does, I mean, we, we sort of have two directions to go with it. Like, you know, Plucky Hero wants to, wants to find their way to the top of this uh, ladder and tries to manage it by finding a bunch of different appearing monsters out in the world. <laughs> or we could also, I mean, go, like, a different way where we just, like, focus on an, ense an ensemble cast of part of, like, a small team going through the event. And, wait, do these monsters get stronger by training like Pokemon do? I would assume a little bit, but, like, not... Majorly? Okay, so it's more of a breeding operation, honestly. A breed... A, yeah. A, you gotta catch more, breed more, and hope you got your genetics right. Well, you gotta choose good good parents, you know? You're not a, you're not looking to uh, just, like, choose just, like, two random ones and then throw them together and hope. You know, some people do that. <laughs> some people do that, but given that part of the idea was, like, based on AI training, it mm, wouldn't be a good idea. Okay, um, I don't know, some kind of lab cooperative breeding operation, Pokemon daycare? I mean, they, they would definitely, the lab style of it would definitely, like, exist, but I don't know necessarily how applicable that would be, because I assume that once you've picked up, like, a, actually, that's the real question, can you transfer... 
one of these monsters from your inventory to somebody else's after you've sort of, uh, after you've got them. I assume it has to do with how attached they are to you. Maybe instead of how attached they are to you, it's how attached they are to the other person that you're trying to trade them to, essentially. You gotta make them like the new owner first. Yeah, if they, do, if they don't like the new owner enough, then they just won't go. Yeah, they're like, no way, I'm staying right here in this inventory. <laughs> that inventory looks gross. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of entertaining for the fact that it becomes really difficult to just buy out a bunch of them. Yeah, you can't just, you know, be rich and ha- get a really good one. I mean, you totally can, but it, it takes some time. Yeah, you, ca- you can't, like, you can't bribe the, the monster with money. <laughs> I would say that that depends on the type of monster, but you can't depend bribe most. Yeah, you actually with have money. to make them like you. I mean, money helps, but like money itself does is not something that most Pokemon value. I would money doesn't buy happiness, but it does buy food. <laughs> I assume there's like a, a monsters that just straight up eat gold or something, and those ones like you know money. But <laughs> yeah. Other than that. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine right. somebody getting a, po- a a monster that eats gold just for the prestige of like being able to afford the upkeep. <laughs> I can totally feed this thing lots of gold. Are you ever gonna Are you ever gonna breed it and uh, see what you get? No. <laughs> you can breed it. Maybe it'll eat other precious metals, or. I mean, you could, but, like, what if you land up on, you know, this one eats uranium, (laughs) this one eats platinum. Hey, you could totally, that would probably be cheaper than feeding it gold, especially if it'll eat, like, depleted uranium. (laughs) Um. Anyways, that would be a- Uranium's pretty expensive. Okay, well, I guess it depends on how much uranium they need. If it's like a normal calorie per by calorie equivalent to what animals eat for food, that'd be pretty affordable. <laughs> I mean, but calories versus either way. Anyways, the point is, what was the point? Uh, do we want to follow someone who wants to be the very best, or is that too ten year old? Um, I mean, it's it's very ten year old, but it's like not. You know, massively ten-year-old. I don't know. Uh, or maybe we could just follow someone who's like, just a avid breeder who just like wants to see what weird crap they can. Maybe a maybe a research breeder who like intentionally gets weird yeah. combinations and just sets them up. Yeah, and it's just like they're like people are like, what what were you trying to breed for when you did this? And they're like, like, ah, what do you mean for? That's a very good question. Um, <laughs> as for answers, I have none. Like what? what? Do, do poke? Do uh, we have to name these before I keep calling them Pokemon? Um, <laughs> I don't think they'll be, they would be called monsters. Yeah, they probably wouldn't be called monsters. Um, Some kind of magical creature name, or you know, capital C creatures. <laughs> that sounds like a joke name <laughs> that would totally catch on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, capital C creatures. Why do they always gotta be so practical? Why? Why can't we just see what happens? You know, the joy of experimentation and science and stuff. <laughs> 
I mean, by doing the experiment, they'd find some really weird combinations that are suddenly extremely effective. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it would be pretty rare. Yeah. It was like among like, the hundreds of... This one is absolutely adorable, and that's it. And you know what? I can live with that. Um, actually, very, uh, very useful in uh, crowd control situations. <laughs> I mean, what I was imagining when I said very adorable um, was sort of... A panda with a longer tail, but like tiny. Okay, so like a <laughs> like a giant panda, but like tiny. So like a red panda, but not red. Yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. pretty much. <laughs> cool. Uh, I'm not sure that would be useful in a crowd control scenario. That would just kind of be <laughs> adorable. Okay, but I I was thinking more like it's so adorable. It's kind of a magic power. <laughs> oh, okay. You know. I mean, you would you would know about that, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Don't explain why. Okay, I won't <laughs> explain. <laughs> uh, maybe this individual breeds a creature that uh, would be very profitable in a commercial application or very successful in the tournaments. And that works. And then they're like, uh, and then, you know, they... Although, selling sort of... You'd need to sell your process as much as you sold any individual. Because, like, it would be difficult to sort of... Unless you're generating a new species, although you could do that. Yeah, like this... I would say the researcher does nothing but generate new species. Like, they don't bother... Oh, well, to, yeah. the thing about generating a new species is that you need to, like, get, like, a stable population of, like, 10 or 20 of them before more will just, like, appear next generation. <laughs> well, you know. Maybe this person actually isn't even a commercial operation, so they don't sell any of their creatures. Uh, and <laughs> they just accidentally generate new species in the world every once in a while. And then someone tries to come buy the new creature, and they're like, no way, you can't take my bun bun. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay, how many of them do you have? Nine? Can you make a tenth? Yes. And, Are you going to? Tomorrow. <laughs> and, and, then, and then, so then, whatever evil slash forceful organization wants the creature will have to come wants to come take the creature and then has to face hordes of very unusual creatures <laughs> as they play defend the base <laughs> ah so we've switched genre to tower defense <laughs> yes. we are the tower uh, uh. i see i see and then you know uh, it's all about the power of lateral thinking, where all of these seemingly not useful creatures, um, you know, use their abilities to their maximum potential. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly, they, uh, generate a whole new event at the, um, at the, uh, whatever we want to call this world's equivalent of the Olympic Games, and it's actually just like a, you know continuous race where the where the person needs to get to the end and there's just a bunch of things to do on the way although it is a little bit counterproductive um if you prove how useful your creatures are if your goal is to get people to stop trying to get your creatures from you <laughs> but you know 
What you gonna it's do? not too counterproductive if you just go like, hey, everybody, if you wait for the next generation, that happens, you know, every year. Um, that being said, it's not like you can steal one, because if they refuse to switch inventory boxes, they refuse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so maybe it's like the, what do we call it, this experimenter breeder person actually is like, well, I mean, I don't sell them, but, you know, if you can make friends with my buddy, then sure. Absolutely. If you make friends with them, sure. So, but, but, um, this organization instead has some kind of brainwashing serum that they use to enslave creatures, and our main character doesn't approve. I mean, brainwashing serum would have to come from another creature because that's the only uh, magic that we have in this world, you know? Well, it could just be a chemical. I don't know. Whatever. What kind of chemical would instant brainwash? It doesn't have to be instant. It could just be an addictive substance. It could just be sugar. Who knows? It could be be ecstasy. It could... Who knows? <laughs> we get our creatures hopped up on drugs in this house. And then come to my inventory because we have more where that came from. <laughs> you know, unethical kind of... unethical recruiting practices. <laughs> Controversial recruitment practices. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, the main character is like, no! <laughs> uh, you are not allowed to feed them. With foods that are addictive. That is not allowed. Or, you know, I wouldn't call it a food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's not really a food. You know, I'm pretty sure it's okay to feed them, like, Doritos and other things that are covered in MSG. <laughs> that's fine. I mean, I would just, on like, a, on, like, a personal level, if I were the researcher here, uh, what I would do is say, like, you're not allowed to give them food that, like, comes from your own inventory. And they'd probably have inventory access detectors, just as, like, a, a thing that's around. So it wouldn't be too difficult to manage that. Maybe to break even on the operations, they have a, like, a, almost like a petting zoo area. Where it's like, you know, you pay mo- you pay money, you put a coin in the in the tourney machine, and some feed comes out. Try and make friends with any of the lovely creatures. Oh, pretty much, yeah. And if if you happen to come often enough that one of them decides to go home with you, then that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> and then after the successful repelling of the evil organization, that suddenly. We- Suddenly there's a waiting list <laughs> to come pet the, pet the creatures. I don't even know about a waiting list so much as just like a um, background check. Yeah, but I mean, no, if just so many people want to come, then you got, you know, you got to f- obey your fire hazard space oh, I limitations. See, I see. Yeah. Well, they could just come up with a bunch of new kinds of creatures and, you know, open up the uh, petting zoo, make it bigger. Yeah, there's that space-distorting one that it's like, got you, bro. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> They'll all fit. Don't worry about physics. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> physics? The constraints of the universe? Dimensions? Nah. Oh, man. Oh, if they have all the dimensional creatures and there's one that compresses time. So it's like, yeah, we can fit, you know, we can get 10,000 people through here in one day. That's no biggie. <laughs> 
that's not really a huge problem. Um, why is that not a huge problem? Well, because we skipped the nights and then... No, they're, they're, they feel like they've been in there for hours, but it's only been five minutes and then they're out. <laughs> and does it feel like that for the monsters too? Yeah, yeah, no, it feels like the full time for the monsters. Okay, but, so... But they rotate, so... Yeah, exactly. That's fine. <laughs> they rotate in and out as the day goes on. Yeah. You know, they know they can go in here if they want to get away from people. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, the... What's our, what's our conflict other than the evil organization? Uh, it's, it, our, it's a... It, like, what's our primary conflict? What are we driving towards? It's the, the com, commod, like, they don't approve of the commoditization of Commodification? Commodification of creatures. Like no no no, just appreciate them for their intrinsic wonderfulness, and wonderful things will come, and other things of that nature. <laughs> ah, I see. So we have a we have a anarchist uh, scientist. Yeah, anarchist. I don't know. Maybe is it? <laughs> it's like you know, like in in uh, science research these days when you do your grant applications they always ask well what's the point of of this research what's it gonna lead to what what's it gonna generate and then you know people are like that's a really shitty way to do science yeah exactly you gotta if if you only (laughs) research things that look like they're gonna lead to uh, a new that gets you developmental yeah. research only, yeah. which is not good. Yeah, then where are you going to get the random ideas that actually have breakthroughs from? you got to do both. Who cares about breakthroughs? We need profit. Yeah. And we need it yesterday. Uh, why do you need profit? You have enough money to, like, buy the universe. We the- need profit. Yeah, so this is uh, one of those hidden sub subliminal messages to tell people to you know enjoy the journey please understand and do uh longer term research than things that will pan out in a year and a half that too (laughs) yeah that's the subtext which most people won't get i'm not sure that's a subtext that's more of a theme okay yeah but you know let's not get too preachy about it people don't like that (laughs) That really depends on whether they enjoy the preaching or the well, preaching or not. Well, if they agree, or yeah. But, uh, I, w- I would. But you know, if we're trying to convince people, we should probably not make it too preachy. I would say most most of the people who might be reading this have not thought about the issue. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Which also lets you be a little bit more preachy than you usually. Slightly would. more, yeah, but not not straight up preachy. Just uh, like you know. Introducing the idea. Exactly. Okay. And strongly biasing in favor of one side of that. Yeah. Because, you know, there is, there is a right. So, so they're constantly fighting with getting grants, and they just, like, manage to create something, like, so totally new that people are just suddenly giving them carte blanche to, to do things, and that's our, that's our primary conflict. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't know if this person, you know, applies for grants or anything, but, you know, they've just been ignored as an operation 
except for you know it's like they're kind of known for like being a little kid's petting zoo as their main source of income but actually and probably for being a little bit of a weirdo if they're like actually introducing new species into the world yeah just like what did where did this species come from that's me again you know maybe maybe this character has siblings who are much more financially successful initially and who get, have been funding this whole operation or like and they get parental lectures like when you gonna get serious when you gonna outgrow this phase <laughs> when are you gonna outgrow this phase of scientific inquiry um Probably not. It's, that actually seems pretty unlikely. That will make it more relatable whenever you add parental expectations. <laughs> will it? Yeah, is it, well, especially if we make it YA. Then it'll be like, oh, oh yeah, my parents are always on my back. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Although probably usually not about their uh, insatiable curiosity for scientific inquiry. Well, I mean, it's not immediately profitable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on the parents, but you're, yeah. you are correct that uh, it does depend. Yeah. You know, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's a short episode, but I, I, I'm okay with what we've got here. I mean... We could spend time just coming up with ridiculous creatures. <laughs> I mean, sure, but do you want to do that? Um, well, I, I think we should at least make the one that people want to steal. Because it seems um, like that seems to be important. Maybe. There's like a highly complicated process that our main character used that... Um, happened to just bounce through a bunch of different ones that can use electricity until they've got to the point where they have this like i don't know tiny thing that can like power like a house by just like being there for like i don't know it spends like two hours of its time and you know you've got power for an entire house for a day Okay, so they stick it on a battery. They've created an almost unlimited power generation, is what. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's a, like an easy answer, you know. Yeah. If we want to go for a more difficult answer, I could totally come up with it. Like the like, I mean, we said the dimensional warping earlier, and like, what if there's like dimensional warping that's super common, but like controlled dimensional warping that like lasts a long period of time is just not a thing that people do. Mm. Oh, maybe one that reverses aging. That would be so profitable. That would start wars. I don't want to I don't <laughs> want our main character to be hoarding the magical equivalent of Botox. No, no, no. Botox doesn't reverse aging. Let's Oh, so it fully reverses aging. It actually aging, makes just... you younger. Yeah. Okay. Like not the fountain of youth Pokémon creature. Mm. Which you know, you said we you said we had to come up with a name in order to stop you calling them Pokemon, but it wasn't gonna stop you. No, because creature, well, if we named it something that wasn't just a, a word with a capital letter, maybe. <laughs> Coming up with actual names is hard. I don't. I don't do that. I mean, I just name things really literally or a really bad pun. Sometimes both. I mean, I I I do names that like are, you know, thematically coherent and extremely uh, difficult. 
Yeah. Like, and they work on multiple levels. But, like, the thing is that I spend about seven months doing that, and then I have the name. Oh. Uh, that, that okay. It occasionally takes me that long to name a character, but not, like, a creature, because I don't care enough. It doesn't take me that long to name a character, because I just, like, naming characters is easy, but, like, naming stories or, like, parts of the world, that takes forever. Most characters, no. I think I've already told this story, but it took me a good, a solid, like, three weeks of agony to come up with the most generic name for my generic character, Blade. Because I was like, I want the most generic name ever! And I couldn't think of one. <laughs> to scour a bunch of name books. And I was just like, who names their real kid Blade? That seems really edgy. <laughs> but whatever. Bunch of edgy nerds is who does that. Oh, man. Okay, so it's maybe not a true fountain of youth, but causes... It reverts you to 20 years old once in your life. Yeah, like nothing that would completely demolish the structure of society forever. <laughs> Or maybe it's only external. Like, it'll do the skin, and that's it. But it will... Well, then it's the magical equivalent of Botox. But it doesn't... But it doesn't do it by paralyzing your ability to frown. It actually regenerates the skin and makes all uh, of your okay. skin look like baby skin. But it doesn't... That yeah. seems strange. Like a... Especially for men... It seems like it would be... Like, all of your moles and all that age spots, freckles, wrinkles, all that stuff's gone. But does that include, does it, does that include like, the parts of you that will generate hair? Um. Like, does it include that? Because if it does, I mean, that would be kind of strange for men in particular. I mean, I would be okay with it, but, like... Well, that would make it even more sought after. It could Would it? Like, men who suddenly can no longer grow facial hair? Oh, no, no, no. The ability to grow facial hair is dependent on your testosterone status, not dependent on the age of the skin. So you, okay. you would still have beards, but it would reverse age-related balding. Ah, okay. Yes, yes. So it's not, like, actual baby type. It's, like, a little bit... It, as undamaged as baby skin, but not there we go. Not pre as undamaged as it doesn't revert your skin to a prepubescent state. <laughs> now, this also has interesting applications for like medical treatment for like heavy burns. Yeah, just cut it off and let the creature do its work. <laughs> just cut it off, and then you, we use your one return to young skin that you have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, all, all, all the cosmetic stuff originally had a medical application. <laughs> Sometimes there's medical stuff that originally had a cosmetic application, but, you know, it's both things. What started out as a cosmetic? You know, if I could remember the name right now, that would be great. Well, what was it used for? It was some sort of treatment of a type of... Skin issue? I'm sorry. Okay. That's okay. Whatever. I don't remember names very well. 
I'm sure there probably was something that started out cosmetic, but most most stuff starts out. It's medical. most common the other way. Yeah, because you know there there's a somebody had to pay grant that funding for the research. <laughs> yes, as we alluded to, um, as we have already discussed. Okay, so the the cosmetic fountain of youth Pokemon, which looks like, um, I want to say it's sparkly. It probably is uh, <laughs> very like you know squishable. Like when you when you poke it, it, has that. It's like poking a baby's cheek. That kind of very satisfying. I see. <laughs> I I. Slightly disagree with you as to the satisfying nature of this, but okay. You don't find poking a baby's cheek satisfying? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Many things, but I don't think this is one of them. Okay, well, email <laughs> us if you agree with either one of us. <laughs> More people are going to agree with you, but I don't think that I'm that strange for this. Okay. Um, you can you can pick a different satisfying texture if if you don't like. Sure. If you don't like baby cheeks. Maybe it's maybe its texture is satisfying no matter what, um, and that's like part of its powers. It's magic, um, and uh, it has really enormous eyes because it has to be cute. Um, mm, I see. And it can probably defend itself by doing the opposite of that, and just making your skin shrivel up. Um, well, that's horrifying. <laughs> yes, I love making cute things horrifying. Uh, so don't don't mess with it. Sure, okay. It has the ability to instantly age you, but only on or the outside. Your skin. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Yeah, that's genuinely horrible. I hate that. Yeah. Don't don't mess with don't mess with them. It looks like a cute puffball, but not one you want it. That probably does happen to one of the people trying to get through the tower defense. And then the researcher's like, I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> the fact that you can do that is, is kind of disturbing, actually, in a lot of ways. Uh, and, and then the creature's like, fine, and then reverses it. But the, and so the person looks normal again, but... Um, you know, they're so traumatized by the experience. They're just like, look, I'm out. I'm I'm not being paid enough for this. I repent. <laughs> okay. I like that. All right. I think we have uh, our story here. Yeah. So if you like this idea and, and want to write it, email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. And we'll, if you hate it, you know. I mean, it's the same email address. Um, I don't know why you would email us, though. <laughs> yeah. But I guess if, if you really just want to tell us you hate it, you could you could do that. Um, it is an option. Um, not really a good one, but it's fine. We, we'll probably say reply by saying cool, and that's it. If you have uh, fun ideas for creatures... Write that. Don't don't just email us. We're not going to write this story. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if you if you like this podcast, we would appreciate if you rate it on whichever platforms support rating. And I know that Spotify does now. It's actually a pretty new Yay. thing. If you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. And I think that's uh, this week. So thanks for listening. Bye. See you next week. Thank you.